Hello. And away we go. Hey guys, welcome to today's special impromptu call, but one that I thought was very necessary at this time with everything's going on with the coronavirus because one, having sales conversations, some of us may find a bit challenging at the best of times. Whereas now when we've got additional objections coming at us, like should I be advertising now? Are people buying now? I don't know if I can afford this now. And all the other things that are, are coming at us. So this is a chance where Renee, who has like a lot of years of experience, had sales teams on the ground when 9-11 happened. So she's been through like these um, really tumultuous times and, and has thrived through it with all her um, excellent sales skills and does it in a way that is authentic, builds beautiful connections with people and ultimately is, is a way of service, right? And that's what I love about Renee's approach to sales. It's not just like, you got to close them, you got to close them, even though she has that, <laughs> that, that part to her. It's, it, but it comes from a heart of service. And it's like, if, you don't, uh, if you're not out there talking to people about how you can help them, then you're actually doing them a disservice. So um welcome renee it's so good to have you here and also this is your chance guys if you are having people um that are asking you questions with your sales calls or hey, i've got these objections that are coming up this is your chance i'd love you to pop them you're live in the group um comment in the group about it or comment here in zoom if you're with us here on zoom about what these objections are that people have and renee you'll be able to you know bring up some fantastic little wording as she has such a gift for. <laughs> Diagnose what the issue actually may be that they're coming at you with and how you can present it in a way that's going to crush that objection. So welcome, Renee. It is awesome to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, we are in the midst of everyone is home and <laughs> it's craziness. Um, so, you know, I didn't really, you know, you're getting the real raw. This is what I look like. <laughs> on vacation although it's not vacation so thank you for having me jody and i love you totally have my number you're like she's she's this but she's also this <laughs> she is i know it i know it you are too when it comes to ads and not doing them the right way it doesn't matter how you do it just do it the way i said jody said <laughs> No, don't do that. Yes, do this. So we both, because this is what happens. We get passionate about when we know something is right, we get passionate about making sure that we tell the world. Like it's our moral obligation. Like we want to like pound on all the doors and be like, we have the cure, hold on. Yeah. So that's how we feel. So if, so if me or anybody else that has been doing something for a long time gets like, oh, about it, it's, it's not frustration, it's excitement and enthusiasm because we know how good it can be if it's done that way. And we hate hearing like, oh, it didn't work because we're like, oh, let me help you because I know it can. I've seen it work. And, you know, I've been to the mountaintop and I can show you the way kind of thing. So I think the first thing I want to share here is a, a ray of hope. Okay. So I, I have been selling since 1994 professionally. Okay. So as a grad, I graduated from university in 1994, five days after university, I got my first, I received my first sales job. Um, I was on my way to law school. My parents were very excited. <laughs> I wanted to be an advocate for women. That was my goal, to be a lawyer, specifically advocating for women who at the time didn't have rights or uh, didn't know about their rights during divorce. So <clears throat> that's where I was headed. And I feel like I still have fulfilled that dream just in a different way. Um, 
but I found the way of sales. I loved it so much because it was me helping people, guiding people, sharing things with people. And it was different all the time. So, you know, for me, if you've spent five minutes, you know, maybe you're like me, maybe you just get bored easily. So it's nice to have variety. So I had that. Well, right when I started, it was like the dot-com bubble was building, right? Like everybody's like, you don't own tech. Yeah, boom, let's do this. 1994, we look at the stats, look at the history. So there's a lot of people that, that were really fast millionaires, right? And, um, and then it, the bubble burst and everyone was like, oh, right? Mm -hmm. And so they thought it was the same kind of messaging. Like Kramer, I think, was still there. Not Kramer from Seinfeld, but like... There's a show, anyways. The, so like the stock market was also like, oh my gosh, it's gonna, you know, it, it felt like a big, oh. And then, there, and then what happened is it all sprung back. So the hope I want to give you is there's always that slingshot effect. Hmm. You know, the tower started going down. We didn't know what was happening. Are we going to war? Are they coming? Are they going to have send more people? What's going on? All this terror and freak out. And I can't send people into the field. I can't send them out, right? We're all like huddled into our houses um, because we didn't know. But once we knew, then we could get back to work. And there was a slingshot effect. And then there was back in the northeastern part of the United States, there was a time in 2003 in August where all the lights went out all of a sudden, like mm -hmm. 4 p.m., 4, 10 p.m., August something. I, remember, I was like, why do I have no power? And it was four o'clock in the afternoon, so everybody was still out in the field. They usually got back between five and six. And so I was like, uh, and again, people had cell phones by then, but mm -hmm. couldn't charge them. <laughs> all the gas pumps went down because they were all digital, right? Yeah. So everything was on power. People running out of gas, pulled off the side of the road. It's hot, it's August. Um, and so we thought we were under attack again, everybody mm -hmm. freaked out for four days and then it slingshotted. So, and then the recession hit, <laughs> everybody's like, Oh, and then it slingshotted. So mm -hmm. what I wanted to start this with is always a slingshot effect or some people call it the pit bull effect, hold them back, hold them back, hold them back, let them go. Bam. Yeah. And so what this is, is if, if things feel crap or it's okay to feel bad or to feel crap, but know that nothing lasts forever, good or bad. But the good news is, is when it gets really bad, it comes back harder and better oftentimes mm -hmm. in a way we couldn't have imagined before. Mm -hmm. So if you're open to the fact that it's okay, I can accept what is, but I also can look forward at the same time to see what might be in a way that I might not have seen before, I want you to look for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I wanna say is through those examples, I want you to have hope on the horizon that it, if it's bad now, it's okay, we're gonna move through it. Mm. And that's it, I think, like for us who are entrepreneurs or these service providers who we are paving our own way, have our own beat to our own drum, we're not necessarily, you know, at the um, mercy of an employer, um, we can get clients and we can get go and get another client. They are out there. Um, I know ad managers who have had, you know, it's, they're busier than ever, people coming to them because they're out there with a voice going, this is what's going on and this is what you need to do. And so by doing that, they're getting the attention of these people who are going, what should I be doing now? Should I even be doing ads? So they go, yes, you know, you know what to do. You're, you're the answer that I'm looking for here and coming to them. So if you're an ad manager, this is a great opportunity for, well, I don't want to really say opportunity, but it's, it's your time. So, okay, it's your time to stand out as a leader in the ad manager field, in your space, in your niche. Um, coach or a consultant, it's your time to really stand out as the leader and the authority in your niche who is like, you know, leading a way for people to, you know, get, get through this. And like Renee is saying, with this slingshot, 
you've got them here ready for when that slingshot gets released you're you're there getting pewed rather than back here going oh it, things are going again quick we better start and by then everyone else is going to be saying we better get started so by standing up now being the leader being the authority saying this is what we need to do and we need to do it now you, you're holding hands with your clients and people that you serve getting them ready to all go forward together absolutely absolutely and we are talking about what is and there are clients that will say i i can't make my payments this month or i i can't continue with our contract or you know i i can't i can't pay you the rest of what i owe you on that deliverable that funnel you're working on or that ad campaign you're working on and so if if you are having those scenarios let let's talk about those scenarios if you're having Excellent. any yes definitely a way to navigate that so that you don't burn a bridge yeah. and there's you possibly could be paid next right yeah. nobody yeah. i mean don't our clients are not our enemies and they're not trying to they're not trying to not pay us yeah and there's highly likely that they could pay us and that and we're not gonna we don't have to feel bad about it so but there's there's a definitely a, a dance to this navigation which will allow us to stay in business allow them to get good deliverables and allow us to regardless of what happens right now continue the relationship down the road. Yep. Awesome. So is, is anybody popping in saying I'm having those experiences? Clients I don't see those, those, um, nothing in the chat as yet, but let's keep going with that because I think that is, you know, that is kind of going to be inevitable where it's like, Hey, um, can I pay this much this month? Or yeah, you're halfway through building the funnel. I can't afford to pay you here. What, what's some ways that we can be prepared for that rather than getting completely off caught off guard. So the, the, I great. So the, the idea without specifics is I love working in specifics. That's why I was like hoping someone would have like a specific <laughs> thing. Um, generally speaking, the, the number one piece of advice I would give is start an open dialogue. Don't hide at your desk today and worry about it and not talk to your client. So what I've been advising everybody, all of my clients on, because they've got clients and they've got clients, a lot of them are brick and mortar clients, is call them mm -hmm. or box them or email them, however you normally connect today, right away, and just say, how are you doing? Mm. Let's get on a quick phone call. Let's talk. Because they're also worried and thinking and if you're worried and thinking, but you're not talking, then there's all this swirl going on. And it probably could be easily cleared up with a conversation. Yep. Now that just saying that alone, the next thing I get usually or this last week, what I've been getting is, well, Renee, what do I say? Well, the goal is you don't have to come to the call with a solution because you don't even know the situation yet. Yeah. And that goes with sales calls too. Well, Renee, they, they, they messaged me and they said they want to funnel. How much? And I'm like, well, that's not really a fair question because you don't know the whole context. Saying I want a funnel means something a lot different to a lot of people, yes. right? Or I want Facebook ads. It could mean 8 billion things, yeah. <laughs> right? I want Facebook ads. I mean, that could mean anything from a $5 a day video view <laughs> ad yep. to like a whole matrix. <laughs> that's it, that's right. We can handle it regardless, but saying how much depends, right? So. Mm -hmm. If you have clients on deck, regardless of what you think their status is, or even if you don't, if you're not worried, reach out, start a dialogue. Because what happens, and I had been advising, I mean, today's Thursday. So like since last Thursday, like a week ago, this has been like, you know, hitting the fan. So my clients that I've been working with closely this morning last week got on the phone. Two of them, not only were 
relieved that these that the their particular clients were okay, but but two of them actually got upgrades. They're like, I'm so glad you called. I really need X now. Can you show me how to use Zoom? Or can you show me how to turn my this and this into a such and such? You know, to turn my physical event into a, a virtual event? Yeah. Sure, that's not necessarily their total business. Like one was an email marketer. She's like, but I use Zoom every day to do business. I can totally show you how to do it. And you know, they're like, what would that cost? She's like, I will look, I will prepare something for you for today. Let's talk about, you know, and then they get another phone call. And that's okay. So you don't, yes. don't feel like you have a phone call. You have to have all the solutions. Right. So does that help first and foremost is like reach out today, ask how they're doing and, and start a dialogue. A hundred percent. That's what I find like, you know, with clients, communication is key, right? So the more you communicate, it's much better to over communicate than to disappear and not communicate at all. So when you're, you're in touch, they know that you're concerned about them and they say, Hey, thanks for reaching out. I'm so glad that you did. Just knowing that, you know, you're still there with them, giving them updates along the way. And then also, yeah, being proactive, like if when you are already running their ads, uh, for example, that, you know, saying, Hey, we're keeping an eye on things. This is what we're aware of. This is what tends to happen. And yada 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 so just rest assured that we're being proactive here let's tee up a call and have a, a chat about xyz okay so yeah communication um discussions yep that's fantastic and like you said when it's like i don't know what what to say because well one chances are they're going to say something to you that you're not going to have the answer to like guaranteed in life that's what happens all the time and it's okay like you said to say I'll get something together for you. That's all it needs. You don't have to have all the answers right there on the spot. And it's better if you do just say, I'll get back to you with something rather than making something up off the top of your head without really even thinking of it. And then later on be going, man, I should have charged a lot more for this because there's this much, there's much work to do. So yeah, just say, yeah, I'll get something to you. No harm in that. Totally. And I really, you know, I teach a consultative selling approach. So this is going to apply from before they, before the first call all the way through to existing clients. Back when I had my sales organization, I not only had to do acquisition and retention, but account management, which means communicating regularly. So I, I encourage people to really think of like what a doctor, if you've, if you've ever had an experience with a doctor with long-term care, maybe for yourself, maybe for a parent or a child or a family member, the, the initial tests, the doctor doesn't, you don't go into the doctor's room, you know, and say, oh, my, my, you know, my glands kind of hurt. Oh, must be strep. Or <laughs> my neck kind of hurts. Oh, you know, we had a lot of cases of meningitis. You know, like the doctor doesn't do that mm -hmm. because he is consulting. He has to get all the information first. In fact, he might take, or she might take a, a battery of tests uh, over a period of time, which it could equate to a series of calls over a period of time to gather all the data exhaustively to make sure that the offer that they give or the protocol that they suggest is encapsulating, right? So that there isn't anything missed. And yeah. as a patient, how do you feel? You're like, wow. Well, I mean, with healthcare, sometimes a little frustrating, but with you as the seller of your services, that customer will feel cared for. They yeah. will feel seen. And all along the way, we're simply asking questions. We don't have to come up with the answer until we have a full picture. And before we even come up with any answers, we're like, let me repeat this back to you, right? Take a page from like the therapists that we know. <laughs> I know some better than others. Um, so <laughs> let me repeat this back to you. What I hear you saying, Renee, is that you're angry with your mother, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe. Hold on. She's going to get me now. Um, the point is, is that repeating back allows that person to feel, oh, she does get me. So when I take notes, when I ask those questions and take notes, and then I repeat it back, this is the response I get oftentimes. <gasps> yes, it's exactly it. And it's like, they feel like, it's like this elation, right? This quick win that they have. All I've done is listened and repeated back. So in these trying times, especially now, there is stress and anxiety and people don't feel heard. In fact, they don't even know what's in their own head. It's so many thoughts going on. Yeah. So to simply say, let's, read, let's, let's open a dialogue, step one. Step two, come with two things, a pen and a piece of paper, right? Or like a way to take notes. And then an open empathetic ear. In other words, you're not buying into their problems because you're gonna have a lot of people that are in this world that they have one little grain of negativity and they take it right down the slope. You don't have to buy into their negative Nancy attitude if they have one. Mm -hmm. That's not, a, you don't have to. You can empathize without sympathizing, right? You can understand without agreeing, mm -hmm. right? You can understand without being like, yeah, it does suck. Let's just, let's just skip out, <laughs> right? You can say, I totally get it. Let me repeat this back to you. So what I hear you saying is this is happening, this is happening, and this is happening. Do you want me to come up with some solutions that, that can help you navigate through this? Yes. Okay, great. So that's step two. Number one, open up a dialogue. Number two, ask questions. You don't have to have the answer. And then step three is to come back to another call with data. Math is the path, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can actually look at, hey, if your, your ads, are, we've been running them from this date to this date, this is what they've been performing as. And with all the great spreadsheets you have, you can literally, you, your people have tools now to say, this is what I see. These are the facts as they are. Here's what I anticipate. Would you like to hear some solutions about moving forward? Yes. And at that point right there, because they've opened up dialogue, feel seen and heard, asking more questions, do you wanna hear more? Yes. That right there is where they might say, you know what, I also need, I was wondering if, because you're the one that was brave enough to open the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yep. So cool. how does that feel? Yeah, good. And I loved the way, like, cause I was going to say how, how, what, what do we say to show that empathy, but then also not to buy into it. So just like you said, it's that listening back here yeah, that sucks, you know, this, this, and this, this is what I hear, this is going on. Do you want me to help you with some solutions to overcome that? So that's really good rather than going down that whole negative hill slide. <laughs> right. I, got, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of clients and those clients are like talking about all kinds of things. And I just basically, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll say 10 things and I'll comment on three. I'm like, okay, so let's, I got just pick out the things that actually we can do anything about. The rest yep. of it's just how they feel about it. And that's okay. I empathize with how they feel about it, yep. but I, I can't do anything about it. I'm definitely not a therapist. So mm -hmm. But let's, so I would respond with, oh yeah, let's talk about what we can do. Let's talk about this. Yeah, mm -hmm. do you wanna talk about that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And that's when those solutions come up. So when I come up to that third part, some pre-work that I could do before the call is maybe list out a couple of things that I might have ideas about based on being in their business that I could do, but maybe I don't typically offer. Mm -hmm. Like how to help them with that canceled event they have, how to, teach them different aspects that maybe I don't consider myself an expert in, but I certainly know about. Yep. Yep. You know, how to have a presence on LinkedIn. You don't have to be a LinkedIn expert to know how to teach them a couple of 10 things, you know? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yep. 
Awesome. Okay. And so now what if we, you know, we start having these conversations and what if they do say, yeah, look, you know, numbers are down already. Revenue is down. You know, you're working on this. Uh, is there some way that we can reduce our monthly retainer or something like that? Yes. How would you handle that sort of conversation? Right. So as at great question. So as any time I may, I say, can I reduce my monthly retainer? So if that's the case, I have no problem as long as the work also reduces, right? So I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I would, I would know that. And then I would say, okay, and this is where I, this is where good contracts come into play, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't have what I do for them in writing that we both signed in the beginning, it's going to be super hard to quantify what I do yeah. and for how long and for how much, yeah. right? So itemizing every little thing or, or putting into a project price, say, okay, so this is the current scope of the project. I, do, I upload your bot and your email list and your group funnels to ads manager every week. And I do the ad creative and I have a copywriter that writes the ad and I do this and I monitor and I add in the budget. So I do all these things. However, what I'm willing to do to help move through this is we have these two high performing ads. You're running 10 ads right now. We focus on these two. I could just manage those two watch the numbers, move them forward and come in and I'll just share over a loom video, the weekly reports. And that is something I can continue to do for the next eight weeks for this much. How does that sound? Yep. And I go, I always ask, how does that sound? Cause I'm, when I'm in this case, negotiating, yeah. I'm not trying to be like, that's it because <laughs> I like this person. Now, unless yeah. I don't like them, then it will be a different story. <laughs> but if I do like this person and I do want to keep working with them, I'd rather take less, not for the same, but for less work. Yeah. Yep. and stay in the relationship right and i also want to negotiate on the same side of the table like hey i'm on your side tell me is this does this feel comfortable because if it doesn't they're going to bag out all the way right mm -hmm. does it feel comfortable does that feel equitable yes okay are you sure yeah like, don't ever be afraid they're going to say no no is not your enemy no is just not that right well okay so what about that does do you like and what about that don't you like mm -hmm. it's not personal you're not like what do you like about my hair and what don't you like? I mean, well, I guess you can change your hair, but <laughs> point is, is that you're trying, you're offering options. Say, well, would it be better if we just kept one ad going then at this budget? And I'll monitor that based on these KPIs. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yes. That sounds good. Great. And that will be this price per month starting on this date. I'll get that in writing and I'll get it over to you. Yeah. Easy. Right. So I've re it's reduced, but it's not forever. And then when, when they sign the new agreement, it will be also for a certain amount of time, eight weeks, let's say, right. Like I had mentioned earlier. So yes. by week six, I am on another call with them evaluating the first six weeks saying, listen, let's talk about the progress we've made. You've made amazing progress. How are you feeling? Let's mm -hmm. talk. And then I say, since I've been doing this both before and currently, I've noticed a few things that I think are some opportunities for you. Yes. So I always come in with three points, Oppor progress, opportunities, and next steps. So that six week call before eight weeks is up, I am saying that, do you want to hear what these opportunities might look like if I were to do them for you? Yes. Great. So the next steps might look like this. I would do this and that and this for this much. Mm -hmm. How does that feel? Well, it feels great. Excellent. I can start that on this date for this amount of time. How does that sound? Great. You're getting verbal confirmation. You're going to get written confirmation. 
So, mm -hmm. Jody, you've been doing this for so many years. How does that feel for you in terms of if you were in that position? Yeah, that feels great. One, because you're, you're, you know, instead of just having that knee jerk reaction and going, oh, well, okay, well, you can't afford it anymore, then see you later. And then you've got the added pressure of like, crap, now I need to make this up and find another client. Looking beyond just the six to eight weeks of like, okay, let's look at a new agreement, but also right. then going, okay, let's, how can we accommodate this? And therefore, yeah, obviously, if we're going to do a reduced retainer, obviously we can't put as much time into it because we need to make that up like, you know, with another client. Um, so, yeah, so I love that approach, not burning the bridges, keeping things going. And so, again, when that slingshot gets released, we're already working with them and that, you know, it has actually helped to improve, ideally, the, um, the relationship between you and your client because you looked out for them when, you know, when this all went through you have more of their trust, you have more of that relationship and they're, you know, more likely to stick right. with you for the longer term. Okay. So that's all great. One thing that I thought you could work into it there could be like if you were doing um, to, <clears throat> to sales, like for example, webinar to a sales page and this purchases, that's where you could work in. Yeah, sure, we can do this at this price, but we're also going to put in like a percentage of sales. Absolutely. That was exactly it. That was yeah. next. So if they've got those down, you'll know it. Yes. And so if you have, they have a proven product and you have a way to measure it, because yep. you can't rely on your client to measure it for you. No, that's exactly right. And that's where things can get a bit, um, if they are doing Google ads and all the rest of it, then it can be a bit um, mixed because Google will want to get attribution. Facebook will want to get attribution. So that's where you'll be clear in your contract that it will say it's a percentage of sales based from Facebook attribution for the month. So say Facebook has the 28 day attribution window. So I would typically be invoicing them on about the fifth or sixth of the month for the previous month. This is, you know, Facebook's tracked 30 sales, 10% yep. of 30 sales. And then um, that's what we get. So that's clear in the agreement there as well. Yes. And in fact, if you don't have a percentage of sales or a percentage of revenue, if you have just been saying here it is, it's a thousand dollars, 1500, $2,000 a month anyway, and you go, okay, we'll go back to 1500 or whatever it might be, but you include the percentage of sales, you may actually come out ahead, right? Exactly. Because you, your contract's been sort of outdated and you've kind of been going, oh man, I should be getting paid. You know, they're making $50,000 a month. They're paying me 1500 a month. Um, right. You know, that's, right. you're doing the work, you're getting the lead gen. So um, that's completely fair and equitable for you to yeah. be getting a reward, a reward for the percentage of, you know, the work that you're doing. So Absolutely. yeah, so it's, it's a good timely <laughs> thing for that as well. And you said a huge, if you've been at contract for a while and it was time for a call anyway, yeah. now's a great reason to reach out because everybody's reaching out. So you're not, it's not like you're coming out of the blue looking for cashola. You're like, hey, how are things? Open up the dialogue. Two, listen, ask questions, take notes, repeat back. Yeah. Three, offer alternate solutions to what you have currently. Could yeah. be more, could be less. Yeah. As long as it feels, it feels good to both people. Because the customer has to feel like they're getting a good deal. Yeah. And remember, they probably like you too. So they probably don't want to lose you either. Exactly. And it's a lot of work to go to someone new as well. So, yeah. Yeah. We've been married for a long time, right? Jody, you and I, we've been married to our husbands. I mean, I got, I'm at 20 years. How do, I, people are like, how are you You're a newlywed. I don't know if a new one. I'm a newlywed. You're a newlywed. We just it 28 years. Oh my gosh. I was a child bride. I was 19. So... 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, we don't want to get a new one. You know, I already know what he does. <laughs> Too much time, effort, and training. Yes. Exactly. So, <clears throat> how does that feel in terms of what if they? So, what if what if what if this? What if they actually just default? If you didn't open up the dialogue, or even mm. if you did, and you created mm. a new contract, I just said, and you. <laughs> And don't, you don't get me started. In all the due diligence, and they still, and then the payment gets declined. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is something that probably happens all, like, not all the time, but over time, eventually, anyway. And so the first reaction, if their payment is declined, is to not think they're going out of business. Oh God, I'm dead. I'm yeah. done, and so are they, and the world is dying. Right. Like, like that's the not the. Not, it's not going to help us get through the day. So instead, I always assume it's a, it's a technical glitch. So I reach out and say, listen, my bookkeeper brought it to my attention that there must be a, there seems to be a problem with your card. Here's a link to take care of it, yeah. you know, by Friday. It's always important to have a date on there. Yeah. Why? Not because you're trying to be hard headed or hard handed. It's because a date allows a line of it. We have to talk about it again, or we're going to let it go. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, being married. Like if we, I know a lot of friends of mine who hadn't been engaged, but never set a date. So mm-hmm. there was never, they were like, yeah, we're engaged forever. And then they're not together anymore. A lot of times. So like having that date isn't hard handed. It's saying, here's a date when we'll, at least we'll talk about it again to see how it's going. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so it. Ha- And then also talking about maybe payment arrangements or something like that. If it does get to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, we, this has impacted us drastically, whatever's happened. And it's like, okay, well, let's do this. Like instead of like a thousand dollars in the month, let's make it, you know, $300 over three months or something like that. So that at least, you know, you will get paid for it. Right. And people, you know, if you give a little, it's not like you, you know, if you give a little, you get, you get a lot really honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it has to feel fair to you. And that's why I like setting time limits also, yeah. because let's say they do have, you know, that the slingshot happens and this yes. contract you have is in place, but you never said eight weeks. You said, this is the contract. They signed it and they're like, bread and butter, chicken for dinner. I mean, like, you know, like <laughs> all of a sudden it's July of next year, 2021. And they're like, she's the best ads manager ever. I only charge, she only charges me $300 a month. Yeah. So don't hide, don't yeah. hide ask, set these demarcation points so that you always are opening and reopening the conversation. Yep. Progress, opportunities I see available. Do you want to talk about next steps? That is the easiest three-part agenda for any, for any check-in call. Yeah. And I really got a big wake up call like with that, because I know a lot of um, agency people or freelancers in particular, you, you do, you know, you tend to get a soft spot for your client, right? Especially when you appreciate what they're doing. And in this coaching space, you know, it's fairly essential that you sort of are on in line with or in agreement with what they're offering and you know it's a great value and it's making an impact on people. And and we sort of get caught up and then possibly, you know, a payment is delayed or it's late or something like that and we keep going. Um, and like I've only had one where, you know, we started proceeding with legal action because they didn't pay. Um, he's a tosser, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't pursue. Um, even though my private investigators, because I had everything documented there, but it was like, forget it. Um, so anyway, but, you know, it was like, oh, well, well, you know, they'll catch it up because, you know, we started off on a good foot. Um, 
but obviously it all went cactus and I still had to pay contractors from it. So, um, but what I've learned, like I had someone in India who just did some WordPress stuff and whatever, and you know, it was $140 a week or so. And they sent the invoice like every Friday afternoon. And if it wasn't paid by Monday, here's the invoice. (laughs) And so onto it, right? They're not afraid to go, here's the invoice, here's a reminder for the invoice, da 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 da. And you know, and if you don't have it paid within a few days, they were gonna stop work. So it was a good reminder to me of like, okay, why why don't we do that so much? You know, we go, well we know, you know, we want to help our clients, we want to be there for them. We still have a business that we need to be paying our team members. And if they're not paying us, then that has that, you know, effect on our team members as well, on your bottom line and on your viability. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's that matter of like, like you said, have the dates in here. This is what needs to happen. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone, have a conversation with them going, oh, hey, you know, see, this is this. What can we do about this? Right. And, you know, go from there, work on a solution to get that payment through ideally or if they do really say no we we can't do anything yeah okay well we're going to wrap up your account and um this is how it is right so this is the part so wrapping up the account but before we go on because i do want to talk about that for a second <laughs> here we go this is that uh, this is renee going ah don't let them go <laughs> Never let the relationship go. That's what, yeah. because you have, because of all the things you just said, mm-hmm. why would I just let it fill, pit, you know, pitter away? Mm-hmm. I've spent invested really yep. energy, emotional, spiritual, blood, sweat, tears into this experience. Yep. Why would I just let them go? Because every single person in our network is so valuable for yep. years, years. I have people that refer me that met me in 1995. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you see me on LinkedIn, they're like, Renee, you're doing strategy. Oh my gosh. Hold on. I have this company. Yeah. Right. Because, because I was kind, love them while you leave them. If necessary, yeah. it doesn't mean hold on to everybody. Like, Oh, I'll just keep you around. I mean, just be kind, love them while you leave them. But yep. before I said that, I want to, I want to say, you had mentioned, well, we feel some, there's like the feeling of I'm, I'm friends with them. I've connected with them, but I, I learned a lesson when I got these invoices from my contractor in India. So one of the good pieces of advice that I got, I actually have a client who does this. She had an invoice and she was like, oh, Jessica's going to take care of it. So, <laughs> so Jessica was like her made up person. Like she couldn't afford, like she was new and she didn't really have, she didn't have a VA, but she had this person, Jessica, who would like write emails and ask for the invoice, like from Jessica. And so if Jessica's email pissed off the client, then my client could say, oh, Jessica's having a bad day. Let me, let me take care of this. So she created her own bad cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was brilliant. I was like, I, even when I, (laughs) so good. So I wanted to share that because if you want, if you are, if you, like we, you and I agree, like. We are nice people. So I, yeah. it's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Like yeah, agency people starting out and whatever, have a, a name for a bookkeeper, finance person, whatever it is, who is that one that's chasing up the money, right? So it doesn't particularly interfere with your relationship. However, if they do want to call and actually talk to Jessica, then you may have an interesting conversation. Right. right. <laughs> so, Carrie's like, everybody needs a Jessica. Agreed. So the, <laughs> the last thing is, is love them while you're leaving is having a very specific process. If you don't have one right now, it could be three steps. It's like, okay, all here, are all your documents and all the, all the details of our 
contract. It could be a Google Drive folder, right? Mm -hmm. Our contract, any updates that you sent. I'm sure you have metrics that you measure, right? Here are the spreadsheets and here are the payment receipts, whatever the case, whatever three things like here's this, here's this, and here's this. It's all here. I will deliver it all to you and give you full access on X date. That is when the final, that is when the final payment is due mm -hmm. and we will end our official working relationship. Yeah. However, I really enjoyed working with you. This is one email, by the way, right? I really enjoyed working with you and I, and I don't want to lose touch. So let's set up a time now before we end our official working relationship to touch base again in six months. Yeah. So you put a call on the books six months from now. It could be three months from now. You know their business. You know the cycles of their business. So you know they're going to launch something again. You know they're going to need ads again. Why wouldn't they go to you? Right? So put yourself in line Put yourself in their back in their business at a strategic time. Could they not show up to the call? Probably, but they probably will because they, they know you. You're not like some stranger. Could they reschedule? Sure. But most of the time, that call is that, that cornerstone that lets you continue to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And on that call, I just catch up. And based on what they say, I'm like, so how's it going? What launches do you have? And I look them up. I follow them, right? I'm, I'm not obtuse to their their business growth. Mm -hmm. And I could ask them specific questions. Have you found anyone to replace me? Are you working with anybody? It's okay to ask those questions. Yeah. Or is anybody doing your Facebook ads? You know them, right? Based on what they say, I might say, do you want to talk? Ask them again. Do you want to talk about what it might look like to work together on this new project? Mm -hmm. yep. or, or you might have something new. Hey, I have a course I created and I know you have a big organization. I would love to, to, uh, talk about what it might look like to offer this to your people. Yeah. Oh, sure. Maybe it's a collaborative offer. So what I'm saying is even if it goes to, you know, shit's the bed right now, they can't pay, they won't pay, things are bad. It yeah. doesn't mean that you just, oh, okay, see you later. Yeah. It's a nice onboarding process or offboarding process where they, you love them as they're leaving yeah. and then set up that time to talk. Yeah. Three months, six months down the road. Yeah. That's my best advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. It's not just um just like, okay, can't pay, see you later. It's like, you know, continuing that relationship again, not burning bridges because you never know what's going to happen. And yeah, that you get to a point where, you know, it might have been like, yeah, they couldn't afford ads, so to speak, but they've been working organically. They've actually been able to dial in more refine their messaging and who their avatar is therefore get their funnel more um validated so therefore come back to you and go yep ads are working now i've got the messaging down point things are ticking along nicely now i don't have the time to run in the ads i've got so many clients so can you do it for me um and another thing with that as well so just what i've been doing not as a matter of um getting leads on board but it can be a lead gen purpose is just reaching out to past clients now just seeing how they're going saying hey just reaching out you know making sure that you're okay personally that things are all good for you you're safe and well and have toilet paper and how's things going like with business and for you so and then they'll come back and they'll say what's going on like a client of mine um, it's got a business in Pennsylvania that's had to been forced to close. So big impact on their business. So, so it's a good time to be reaching out to people now. Um, and it could be that, yeah, we need to get something going and therefore you can pick up. So what's something that you would say, like, how would you structure that sort of conversation where you are reaching out to past clients or even not even past clients, 
leads. Like yeah. my phone because I did that 16 times today. Because <laughs> why? It's a reason to reach out. Hey, we're all stuck at home. How are you doing? I saw you in the newsfeed. Yeah. Um, what's up? So I've got three calls booked tomorrow. They're just catch-up calls. They're just check-in calls yeah. for people that I did business with at one point. We're not doing business together officially anymore. We're still in each other's sphere. How's it going? Just yeah. a telephone call because I don't do my hair every day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. so how would I wear it? Um, what did I just say? Um, I said, Hey, I just saw your message, um, about blah, blah, blah. Right. So she had posted a message, this person in a, in a group. And I said, those are some great numbers. Yeah. Um, we should talk about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They look like tomorrow. (laughs) That was it. Because when I put, when I messaged her privately, I'm not a stranger. Yeah. So it, so that's what I would do for That's a former client, right? We're, we're talking tomorrow. Yeah. Um, for a total new person, like not, never had been my client before, but we're in each other's sphere. It's not very different, but it's, mm. but there's got to be a little bit more of a foundation of a relationship. So before I go sliding into DMs, I make sure that they, you know, I know I do my due diligence, right? That I, yeah. and I'm just, I just want to say this out loud because like, I'm so thankful for social media because everybody has a footprint. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Rewind the clock before Facebook and so Insta Instagram and LinkedIn. We had to figure this out on our own. And we said, <laughs> I said a lot of stupid things because I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know really all about them. Now you can like literally know what their dog's name is. What That's they right. Play, how they feel about avocados. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so you can come in, you can enter the conversation in so many different ways. So when people say, I don't know where to find leads, I'm like, what? <laughs> there are literally leads everywhere, like like yeah. fleas on a dog, on a southern <laughs> on, a, on a southern dog, <laughs> um, a hunting dog, right? So because it's just a matter of who you want to spend your time with. Exactly. So if it's a total lead right now, if mm-hmm. I'm a Facebook ads person, I might look for people that are already running Facebook ads. Yeah. So look around. Okay, well, what kind of business do you want to talk to? All right, I bet they have a Facebook business page. They need one, right? To have a Facebook ads. Yep. So you look at the Facebook business page and, and you can still look up what ads they're running, right? And then you're like, yep. oh, I wonder, you know, like you do some like research, like in this group, who's running so-and-so's ads? Yeah. Those ads are awesome. I really love your ad. So I don't know if you can come in it, come at like that, but you have, that's the first place I would start and then start to do your due, your, your due diligence. What else do they do? How is their program? Can you like where, what the testimonials they have on their sales pages? Mm-hmm. Do you know any of those people? Mm. Like, how can you find a connection with this person? That's yeah. not just, hey, yo, <laughs> how you doing? So you need anybody any help with what the thing I do? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And social media makes it so easy to mm-hmm. find some other way in so that it's not just like, hey, you want Facebook ads done for you the way I do them? <laughs> no thanks kid and then you're you're done yeah. meanwhile if you come in from another another avenue mm-hmm. you just get to know them first a little bit right yeah i'm not saying it has to take months or years this could take a couple of days yeah uh, so does, does that add, does that help with that kind of yeah this is what i do you know <laughs> <laughs> it is okay so um let's see okay uh, Carrie has put something in the chat, so we'll come to that in just a sec, but I would really love, and I know it's on the spot. I know you like, here's an example, but on an example, right. Of that of like, okay, so I'm in a group 
and say this person did post these numbers, which were good numbers, and they weren't a previous client, it's someone you didn't know, and they did post these numbers, what would be like, you know, how would an approach be that you did that? Hey, would it be as simple as, hey, I saw this, they're great numbers, and... Uh, I wouldn't go straight into DM. That's the thing I don't do. You so don't go? I, I wouldn't go straight into DM. I might yeah. make a comment on the yeah. post that they made publicly. So I want you to imagine it's kind of like, you're at a, like you're back in your twenties or yeah. for you, your teens now. <laughs> <laughs> we were married and we were at the pub, right? And we were like looking around and you see a really cute boy. You're like, he's so cute. And so you want to like kind of edge your way closer to like the circle that they're talking yeah. around, like yeah. the conversation. And they're like, whatever they say, you're like, oh, and if you can kind of like join the conversation on that, yeah. because maybe you also have something to say about it. They're like, oh yeah, and then you start talking about, let's say it's golf, right? Oh, they were at the golf course that day, and he's there with his buddies who just came back from the golf course, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. If my bowl, <laughs> I said this before, by the way, like if my bowling score was the same as my golf score, I'd be a championship bowler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's bad, in other words. So the point is, is that <laughs> they're like, oh, that's funny, or oh, let's talk about a bowling. All that. So now I'm switching the subject to bowling. What do I, you know, so in this case, I'm just, I'm just coming in. What do I do? I'm starting to join the conversation for whatever they were talking about. Mm -hmm. But then I, but then I'm trying to figure out, do I know any of his friends that are hanging out with So do I, so the thing with social media that we didn't have 20 some years ago is we can see who their friends are on Facebook. We can see who they're connected to on LinkedIn. We can see who they're following and who we're following, right? You know, yeah. other platforms. Yeah. So you can just see, do I have any connection with this person at all? If you don't still, okay, then thank you, iTunes. I bet you they've been on a podcast. Maybe they even have one. Mm. Um, thank you, YouTube. I just said this earlier to a, um, a group I was teaching. Have you guys ever like looked people up on YouTube? It is fascinating. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like people have like, like you, Jody, you're like, you had like, you were a private investigator. But like, what if you had like a knitting channel? like, or a motocross channel, or like you raised pet koalas and you had a channel and your pet koala was, you know, his name was Pooh Bear. I don't know. <laughs> but like, what if that was your connection point? People put this craziest stuff up. So yeah. Google the person, look for them, find a connection way in. That's not just, hey, exactly exactly show some effort that you have like, like again i've just got another here's a cut and paste thing and it was like seriously that is the last thing that people want and i think that's one of the great things that i see with you renee is that you are always commenting or engaging or just you know someone says something hey that's fantastic or whatever it is you are showing up um engaging with them and that stands out and so that's something i really because you know like i tend to be a bit of a lurker i'll just scroll and i'll see and i'll maybe like people don't remember you when you just like or you heart or whatever but when you start commenting on their posts they're going to say who is this person they're going to come and check you out they're going to start looking at your posts they're going to start um, investigating you, so to speak. So therefore, you've got more of that um, attraction marketing going on, right? Rather than that uh, push marketing where it's like, I'm just spamming people's inboxes with my cut and paste. Yeah. You're out there, you're engaging and you're attracting people to you. So they're going to go, wow, this person's, you know, I really like what they're saying. They're encouraging. They're making me feel good. Um, I like what they have to say. Oh, look, and they do this as well. I want to talk to this person. So yeah. So that's a really great thing. So that's one thing that I would encourage people to do is to not just lurk 
or like or heart um, actually comment on people's posts and you could do that by commenting on Facebook and then like you said if they're over on LinkedIn comment on LinkedIn even maybe if it is someone who you go I would really love to work with this person even if you share a post or something from their page or from LinkedIn then you know that's like you know good brownie points <laughs> if you can share something especially now when everyone's like sharing everything like we're all online like if it's a meme even and you just tag them back like thank you yes so and so influencer who i want to get into you know a conversation yes. with for this meme it made me laugh i couldn't wait to share it with my audience yeah i don't care if your audience is 17 people and you your mom and your cousins <laughs> your <Yep. audience>. uh, <laughs> so um but like that's also why I love LinkedIn. So I there's so I want to say two things about that. So thank you, Carrie, for saying I'm very. She's like Carrie's like, oh, Renee's really good at that. So I have a Facebook group, and I, when I'm in there, I do I do a lot of engagement, and that's me. But since I've grown my business, I couldn't engage that much everywhere. So mm -hmm. I do have people that help me mm -hmm. with very strict parameters <laughs> that that help me engage. Yep. But not in my Facebook group. That's me. Um, yep. And the law that I've heard that I kind of go try to go by is five words. If you can do at least five words, not only does it get the person's attention, but this is like on a bigger scale, the algorithmic attention that you can get. So the more you comment, the more people, the more, I don't care what platform it is, they all like it. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, yeah. LinkedIn, the more comments, the more they'll show your comment. You ever, ever like go to a post or like you're in your newsfeed, God help you. But if you are in your newsfeed and you see a post and you're like, why am I seeing this? Oh, Jody commented. Well, they know Facebook or whoever knows that I look at posts that you post or that you yeah. comment on. Meanwhile, there's 75 other posts or comments on it. Yeah. So the more you comment, the more you engage with people, it's all, it's like this big web of connectivity. So mm -hmm. it's never going to hurt. So if you see somebody that you really want to hang out with, find a way in, there's a thousand ways, yeah. even if you subscribe to their email list and then they send an email and then you reply. I had that happen today. I sent a funny email. I had some people, I had like, you know, people reply. And this one guy who, I, I don't know why, he's a guy on my email list, and he replied and it was really funny. And then he invited me to something. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh. I mean, a virtual thing. It's like dating, married. But, you know, I was like, oh, it made me go, huh. Now, I don't know what his game is or play is. I don't know if he has one. All I know is it made it stand out. And I was like, sure. Yeah. So even if you get on the person's email list and look for an opportunity to reply to their emails, exactly. yes. another way to stand out. So that Beauty. when you start the conversation, when you're like, hey, it'd be great to get to know you better, let's get on a quick phone call. Mm. There's no agenda. I don't know what this guy's all about or girl or whomever. All I know is let's get, what is my premise? Let's get to know each other better. Yeah. They haven't already asked you to help them with something. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And with that as well, it just was making me think. So while it's great to do all this, like personally, like from your personal profile, comment on that person's personal profile, typically, they will have a page for their business as well, right? Which of course they will like their own page, right? Yes. So what you can do from your business page, you can also engage with their business page. So you can comment on posts from their business or share posts from their business to your page or whatever. So this is a bit of a more dream 100 approach and you could do it on Instagram as well. And then from there, if they engage back with you, like, so you've comment, commented and they'll react to it, then they can go into your engaged with page audience. Therefore, you can be retargeting them. So while they own their page, they'll like their page over here, their page engages with your page, 
Therefore, um, people who have engaged with page, well, they've liked it and there's a greater chance that they're going to see any retargeting ads or any ads that you have going to engage with page audience or engage yeah. with Instagram um, business there. So right. that's another great way to, you know, continue that attraction marketing going. And then when it's coupled with the, the personal aspect going on here, you go, oh, I really need to talk to this person. I'm very interested. Right. All of a sudden you're yeah. omnipresent to yeah. them. Exactly. So, and that makes a massive difference rather than just being the cold vortex. cooler, the one that's going out and um, yeah. Yeah. Right. The vortex of like, oh, I keep seeing you everywhere. <laughs> well, yes, you do. Yeah. Like again, same guy, same pub. I realize I recognize one of the guys that he's hanging out with in that circle after they got back from the golf course. And I'm like, I know that guy. I don't know, know him, but I'm like, <laughs> I see him at the gym when I go at 11. So I'm going to make sure I go to the gym at 11, make friends with the friend. And then make, like, didn't I see you with Bobby? Oh yeah. You know, Bobby. I mean, you know, no, <laughs> they don't usually say that. Like, Oh yeah, we all know each other. Sure. Oh, you should come to our party. We're having a party tomorrow night. Really? Sure. At the five house. No problem. Be there. Yeah. I can bring friends, right? Oh yes, you can. Great. <laughs> So like, that's the old school algorithm. Now it's a lot easier. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Okay. So Kari did have the, the question here with social media and trying to get new leads. Do we constantly mention the virus or not mention and pretend business as usual or put a new spin on our biz using the virus? So what's your thoughts on that, uh, Renee? Yeah, I think Jody and I are of the same mind, but, um, but again, here, so my, per, what I've been teaching my people is same is like, it's important to talk about it and to show up. Um, don't put your head in the sand, but when you're, and it's, it's definitely okay. And it's okay to sell something, but yeah. don't say, well, since you're going to be home all the time anyway, you should totally buy my thing. Mm -hmm. That would be kind of weird. Whereas yeah. I, can, I can show up, be a helper, say like, listen, here's what I, here's who I'm interviewing. Here's what I'm talking about. Here's what I'm bringing forward. Here's what I'm sharing because I see what's going on. So they see me, they hear me, they understand. And then over here in an email or an ad, ads are, this is where ads really win the day. Because the ad is not, they know it's not personal, it's sponsored, right? The ad is like coming in, here's who I am. So here's who I am, here's what I do, here's why it's awesome. They're already making that bridge like, yeah, I did see her over here. I do like her. I do trust her. She seems like she's got her head on shoulder, you know, head yeah. and shoulders on right, whatever the case. Or they totally hate you and then they're going to like say, no, don't show me this person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The organic, let me show up and be a helper. Let me do a group call. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do that. Is it good over here? And then over here on the ad for here's my offer. Here's why it's awesome. Yeah. The person, the per potential purchaser is like, I keep seeing her everywhere. Mm. Oh, I like, so that's, so here's who she is. The person who's concerned, who's a mom, who's trying to figure out how to be a homeschool mom now, everybody home and mm. you know, how to figure out how to have everybody in the house at the same time and do laundry and work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And then over here, they see it. They're like, oh, she has a program. She has a course. She has a $27 offer or whatever. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me at least look at that. Yeah. That's all we want, right? Let's yeah. At least look yeah. And I think it's important, you know, because a lot of people are hurting. It's a big pain point for them at the moment. So I think it, you do need to address that. You do need to come into the conversation rather than being completely disconnected and not seeming like you know where they're coming from. I think one thing is people are maybe feeling 
guilty? I think that's a question that people are having. Or should I be promoting sales at this time, you know, when people are, are losing work and, and you know, are, are suffering so much from it? Well, one, that's where it comes back to, I think, now more than ever, you need to have 100% belief in the product or service that you offer and that it can help people. So with Facebook ads, 100% you are here to help people build their business. And by being a business owner or an entrepreneur, it's, um, it's up to us to keep the economy going in that way, right? And whether your product is going to be about, you know, now you can work how to work out at home with kids around your feet all the time or how to, you know, effectively or how to homeschool without losing your mind or how to, um, you know, generate an income while you're at home um that's all things that are going to be helping people at the moment so sure you're likely going to get some trolls you do anyway what you just do is ban and block you don't need to keep them on your newsfeed you can just ban them block them and get them away and then that's good too because then they're not part of your retargeting audience okay so that's a, a very good thing to do but believing even more than ever in your program product or service Um, don't be afraid to sell because it's an essential part of the economy we need keep to keep things sort of going around and um, I just lost my train of thought with all of that so but being careful okay so Facebook and Google more than ever are like trying to knuckle down on filtering out like false news and things and Mm -hmm. people um maybe cashing in on the coronavirus, you know, like the guy who bought 17,000 hand sanitizers, selling them at $80 a piece and um, (laughs) Amazon shut him and others like him down. So you do need to be aware. And like, that's where Facebook has had the bug in the last week or so where any, you know, posts that might've had any connection with coronavirus was getting, you know, against community standards. Yeah. So you need to be aware of that and just, even though you may not have it as an ad, be compliant and just, you know, so not saying, so the coronavirus is, you know, made you do this at home, da, 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 da. So just remember to be human in your conversations, I think, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Identify, like, be empathetic, like Renee was saying earlier, be empathetic to the situations that people are in, the challenges that they're facing now. But then also provide that opportunity to be a lifeline to them. And not always maybe with a call to action, but just, you know, like offering that lifeline, being that person that, oh, okay, while all this craziness is going on, I really like what you're saying here and it's speaking to me and it's helping me feel calm and it's making me feel some sort of hope. And so that, you know, when they do see whatever it is that you're offering, and that's why I think the self-liquidating offers at the moment are going to be so valuable for this lower price point. When that slingshot happens, you've got this client, you've been building this client base that others haven't and, um, and just be, you know, establishing sort of those relationships. So coming in with the conversation, being part of the conversation rather than just is business as normal, because honestly, I'm feeling a bit like when I'm seeing those ads that are just like business as normal, it's like, eh. And then when it's um, then when I'm seeing the ads that are saying, so you're stuck at 14 days at home, you might as well do this. And I was like, eh. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I had a client, so you never know where the money's going to come from. People, bottom line is this, people are spending money. They so are. for whatever reason, that's not our, that's not our decision to make. Yep. So if money is tight at your house or anybody's house, it doesn't mean it's tight anywhere else. That's it right. doesn't mean your client has the same issues or concerns or problems you have. Yep. So your job is just to simply ask questions, repeat back, 
confirm and then make an offer and yep. open the door to lots of different ways to make that offer come true, especially when it's one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. I had a client today. Um, he just put in a proposal for a $15,000 deal. He works with a company that does um, cleaning, like it's a franchise, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're getting swamped because like they're working all the time now. They just hired new salespeople. He was coaching the executive, like the team, like the owner on all the things he coaches them on. He's like a business coach. And then now he, they just asked him today, can you do, bring in the whole team? Can you do the whole team for this leadership and framework and this? Because yeah. we want to keep this going when it, we know it's going to be, be a while. Sure. And that's a $15,000 extra bonus, yep. right? That, so people are spending money. There's, there's money to be yeah. had, but what did he do? He took my advice. He reached out, he connected with that client. He, yeah. asked, he opened a dialogue. How's it going? And instead of the, you know, the person being like, ah, they were like, ah, yeah. So that opened the door to, oh, you can do that. They didn't even know he was willing to, because he only worked with them one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And, and then like back to that, having those conversations and that dialogue, you're going to learn what, where they're at. Okay. And it might be good problems. Like these guys are now flooded. They've got all these things and it's a new good problem that they're having. Okay. Let's think of some solutions that are going to help them here. So it's not just like you said, all doom and gloom of like, Oh, my business, you know, the cafes and restaurants and whatever. It's like, okay, but still restaurant owner, you can do, um, delivery can't you or you, people can come and get takeout so let's promote that more than ever okay yeah. while others are like oh no we're shutting up shop you know build it up so yeah so there will be ones with um you know who will be thriving and they'll have a new problem and how can you help serve them so that's it talking to people rather than sitting back guessing and thinking where your circumstances are and especially like when it can be consumed with fear in everything that's going on um just, you know, get out of your own head, talk to others, and you'll see that there still is a whole world of opportunity there. Amen. Yeah. Cool. Cheers Amen. to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. It's time for another coffee in my part of the world. So water. <laughs> your water and lime. Okay. Well, um, so, well, that's it. We have rabbited on for an hour. So <laughs> it's typical style for me and Renee is like, we can just go on for a while. So I hope you found that valuable guys. If you do have any questions, if you have any conversations with clients that you're kind of feeling a bit stuck, just come back to this video, pop them here in the comments and tag Renee. I'll throw Renee into the deep end here and um and just say hey renee this is what someone's asked me you know what should i what would you say here because you're the master of <laughs> um <laughs> answering questions so tag renee and um because you know we want to make sure that your business is um continuing to grow and thrive during all of this because you know, we're providing an essential service. We're helping other businesses, which is so crucial at this time. So um, a lot of businesses maybe need help because they are thriving like the cleaning business. And then others are like, you know, they need to get ready for that slingshot effect. So yeah. that's what we want to be here for, for them. So thank you, Renee, for joining us today. Thank you. And um, we'll see you guys. Any questions like for Renee, drop them here. Otherwise, drop them here in the group. And um Good luck with the toilet paper supplies, people. <laughs> Staples.com. That's how I got my life. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yes, well, some of them um, are delivering till the 1st of April here now. So it's like, hold on, ration out those, <laughs> those sheets, those squares. I literally just had someone say that she bought a Japanese toilet because I guess it's like... The bidet. Okay, is it? Google it. If you don't know what it is, just... <laughs>
Toilet paper problem solved. 